live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. You know what that means. Primaries going on. Florida, New York. We're focused on it. Dr. Gina just did a great hour. Ed and Karen, David's here. We have the all-star team tonight. The boys are in the house as well. Paul Nolan, how are you? I'm excellent, my friend. I'm excited about this evening. When you think in primaries in New York, what do you think of? I'm thinking there's no chance anything good will ever happen <laughs> in New York. Exactly. Dead state. Yeah. Uh, Rick Delgado's here. How are you? I am well, thank you. What are you excited about in New York tonight oh, or Florida? I'm excited about the prospect of finding out how Florida's doing. Okay, Because yes. New York sucks. Yeah, okay. Uh, Rick Emirati's here. Slick Rick, well, I don't know if we're going to do anything. Sports, no. but we're going to hang I'm, out at least. So I'm going to primarily get no sports in tonight, but, <laughs> but I am here. I'm here to support. Now, of course, Doug Smith, good, good friend of the show. Uh, so we we kind of have the inside look on yeah. sometimes what goes on in New York. Is there anything about New York tonight that we're uh, that we're excited about or interested in? It's it's Fat Jerry Nadler and our crazy Carolyn Maloney. Is that the race we're focused on? I think we got a crazy race with uh, the congressional district too. I want to see what happens with Cornicelli and uh, Garbarino. Show. That's okay. a very good, yeah. ra- good uh, race there, Big Day. I want to watch that. All right, very good. So that's that's what's, you know, and I, I mean, I hate to be cynical about it, but New York is just one of those places where, as we continue to say, I mean, I mean, I like Lee Zeldin, and I think he'd be, a, he'd be certainly better than Cuomo, and he'd certainly be better than the bozo we have now unelected. Are you kidding me? The homeless guy stepped over at 7-Eleven <laughs> would be better than Hulk. But, I mean, I just New York is just a lo- uh, seemingly a lost cause because you can't overcome 8 million people voting in New York City for, I mean, for, you know, abortion on demand. And, uh, I mean, just – so I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to look at New York tonight and be uh, – I guess we'll just see who wins and whatever it is. And then down in Florida, it's much more exciting about what's going on in Florida. And, of course, we've assembled the all-star team here, David Zier. We'll be covering New York for us over from the First America Warehouse. Ed Henry and Karen Turk are in downtown West Palm Beach at a watch party with uh, State Representative Mike Caruso. And uh, Dr. Gina Loudon's in West Palm Beach at the Hilton with the, at the Dan, Franche- Dan Francaise, I believe is how you pronounce it. So we'll go to her there as well. So we've got the all-star team here lined up. Uh, G, do we have everybody? We can start with David... All right, well, let's, all right, so let's go to David Zier first, NG, if we have David Zier, because we'll talk about New York while we try to figure the rest of that out. Uh, David Zier at the First America's Warehouse. David Zier, how are you? Uh, I'm really great. Thank you for having me tonight. Uh, we're here at the America First Warehouse. There's uh, a couple of hundred people here. People are excited. You know, there's exciting races going in New York, but did you hear that Kathy Hochul said yesterday that uh, New Yorkers, if you're a Republican, you're not welcome here and you're not real New Yorkers and you should leave? Like Andrew Cuomo said years ago, if you're a conservative, pro-life, or a gun owner, you should get out. These people are crazy. Uh, but there's a lot of contested races here. Uh, the first district, you know, you got Michelle Bond, a latecomer, 850000 of her own money. Uh, spent a lot of money, very tied into Mar-a-Lago and the group, you know, here. And she claims to have an MAGA agenda, uh, but maybe doesn't have that grassroots connection. And then we have Nick LaLota, the GOP back candidate, um, you know, who is uh, running. He's a Navy veteran, and um, he brings, uh, you know, a couple of things to the table here. But then we have Anthony Figliola, a local guy, grassroots, an economic development guy. Um, so we'll see what happens and how that unfolds. A lot of three-way races. The second district. Andrew Garbarino, 
who voted for the January 6th commission, voted for the infrastructure bill, voted for the infrastructure bill last year, you know, without border wall funding in it. Um, You know, but the Cook Report says the district leans Republican. So he's running against Robert Coronicelli, a retired Army captain, has the backing of General Flynn and Rudy Giuliani and a lot of people here. Um, And then you also have Mike Great Grant, an Iraq war veteran and a former police officer running. But we'll see what happens with that. But one of the hot races going on is the 23rd district. You got Carl Palladino, who's like the conservative voice. You know, he kind of says what he wants, a little Trump-esque, gets into trouble. Uh, ran against Cuomo in 2010 and lost bigly. Um, but he's running again against the state Republican leader, Nick Langworthy. So it's like the establishment versus the non-establishment guy. Um, there's a lot going on with this going on. A lot, at least Stefanik is backing uh, Carl Palladino. Um, and, you know, it's a low summer turnout, though. Upstate, they're trying, they're trying very hard to find votes. There's a little bit of a Republican enthusiasm gap. New York City, it's hard to find a Republican voting. Everyone's away on vacation. Um, you know, so we'll see what goes on with that. But there's all these other races going on here, like in the 18th the 19th district. Uh, we have the 19th district, which is a toss-up race, according to Charlie Cook. Uh, Antonio Delgado left the seat vacant, and then we have Mark Molinaro running against Democrat Pat Ryan. Um, you know, so we'll see how that unfolds. Um, but uh, you know, Maloney, uh, Sean Maloney, actually left his seat, I think, in the 18th district, and is running in the newly created or new district, 17th district. So there's an open seat there. And uh, we have guys running there as well. You know, Colin Schmidt, a West Point grad, uh, and uh, Pat Ryan, he's a GOP assembly. uh, Pat Ryan uh, is also a West Point grad. Um, There's there's so much going on here, but it's unbelievable that, um, you know, we have these three-way races because it doesn't give the outsider a shot. You know, if Anthony Figlioli gets a lot of votes and you got Michelle Bond taken away, so Lolota could walk in. You know, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, a lot of infighting. A lot. There's a big schism in the GOP going on. People hesitant to back the GOP candidates, uh, but we'll be bringing you more if you need it. Yeah, so see, I listened to David Zier. This is why we bring him on, the great David Zier, because he makes New York sound interesting tonight where us just cynical <laughs> just think new york sucks and all i want to see is fat jerry nadler if he goes down to carolyn maloney who's been endorsed by president trump har 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 um <laughs> so what do you think about that race that did these two have to actually face off against each oh other because of the God. redistricting I- I don't know how much I care, but Nadler was uh, up 22 <laughs> points in the polls. You know, New York City had this crazy redistricting plan, too. So now you have Nadler and Carolyn Maloney, career congresspeople, uh, facing off in a primary here. Uh, it's pretty interesting. You know, this is the first time you have an August congressional primary in New York State because of that lawsuit uh, where, you know, the, uh, the Republicans pretty much won and the uh, redistricting that put districts like the first congressional district. Yeah. You know, in Democrat hands was reversed. So this was a delay from the June 28th original primary. Now it's August 23rd. Yeah. Um, and uh, you All know, David, we'll, hold we'll on. See what goes on. All right, hold on. David's here at the first, America's First Warehouse. We'll get back to David. Let's bring in the full team here. We have Dr. Gina in West Palm Beach, also Ed and uh, Karen as well. Lots going on in Florida. Those numbers are a lot closer to some of these races being called. Uh, let's bring in Ed Henry and Karen Turk who are live tonight. I'm waiting for the meatballs to get delivered to the uh, to the table there. I haven't seen any yet, but oh, here they are, they're coming. Uh, how are you guys? Well, we're great. By the way, voters in Florida will be sending a message, and we're sending a message to you, Big D. 
<laughs> we yeah. love you, man. Yeah, we so love you, man. I love both of you, too. <laughs> I don't know. We got a painting here that says I love you. Yeah, so you're at Lenoris there in West Palm Beach. I don't know how, why we went there. That's interesting. Yes. Lenoris. Good Italian place. That's right. All right. So let's get serious Papa here. Love it. Set the table with the numbers. It looks like Nikki uh, Freed, Coco for Coco Puffs here, uh, got fried. Is that basically <laughs> what we're seeing? <laughs> Freed got fried, yes. Ron DeSantis probably has mixed emotions tonight. He's sitting there pretty, no primary challenge, ready in, in November. He's pleased that Nikki Freed is going down because she's been nasty. She's on the far left. But he has to be upset because he wanted to run against that far left. She makes AOC look reasonable sometimes Absolutely. here in Florida. And she's just been a Trump basher. That's what she's about. She's made it her entire career to just bash him. It's all about her campaign. And really, that's not something that people are going to get behind. You can't just bash someone and expect to win. So Charlie Crist, the former Republican governor, he's a political chameleon. He's been all over the map. He's now a Democrat in Congress. He's going to be the nominee for governor. He's at 60% as we speak. I'm watching the Florida Board of Elections put it in. Nikki Freed only at 35% with 80% in. We're waiting on Matt Gates' numbers. He's in the 1st District of Florida, has a Republican primary challenge. No numbers there. Corey Mill Anthony Sabatini, big Republican primary in the 7th District, Mills 41%, Sabatini 22%. What's the significance there, you think? That's, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what that is. I've talked to Anthony Sabatini quite a bit. I think he's a great candidate. I yeah. don't really know what is driving that race, but that'll be an interesting one to watch because it was always predicted to be a very, very close race, Tampa, and it's showing that right now. Tampa St. Pete, 13th District, uh, open seat. I think it's the Chris seat since he's running for governor. Anna Luna is the one that was backed by Donald Trump. Very controversial Very candidate. 44%, 33% for Hazlett. So they've got about uh, 80 some odd percent in. So we're going to watch that. I'm looking at some of the other numbers that are smaller, um, by the way. And I think there's a really interesting one where Laura Loomer, who you've seen before, can be very controversial. 73% of the vote in. She's at 47. Wait a second. The numbers just changed. What is it now? Florida. She was tied with Daniel Webster, the Congressman, she's coming at him from the right. 95% in, it just flipped. Webster 51%, Loomer 44%. There's gonna be people in the Loomer camp that just flipped, and she went from being tied from being down by seven with 95%. There's a lot of excitement in the Sunshine State. That race is an interesting race because Daniel Webster, like so many of these other candidates, has been called a rhino, and that's really gonna ride a rhino race. He's like a mini Joe Biden too because he's gotten old. People think he's senile, uh, and do. she ran hard against him. She ran hard against uh, But it looks like he might survive tonight. So Very we're going to watch a bunch of these. And I want to give a shout out to State Rep Mike Caruso because he's winning as we're here. Yeah, right here. before we came on air, the crowd went crazy. And Mike Caruso is a great state rep. Yeah, all right. So we'll update it. Can we get some meatballs and come back in yeah, a couple yeah, minutes? Yeah, get or? some meatballs. Let's go to Dr. Gene Loudon, who just did a great hour. Thanks, Ed and Karen. We'll get back to them. Dr. G, you heard uh, the commentary so far. David Zier up here in New York. Ed and Karen down there by you. Charlie Chris, I don't know. I guess he's identifying now as a Democrat. Um, what do you think about him against uh, Governor DeSantis? <laughs> Yeah, I guess these days uh, you can identify as whatever you want. You can just be a Republican and turn to a Democrat. He was smart. He turned back to a Republican right now. But we don't need all that fakeness anyway. Um, yeah, no, I find this especially interesting. And I think the question has to be, will the Democrats hear the message uh, from the voters? Charlie Chris tonight knocked off a rising star in the Democrat Party, right? And she ran on abortion 
and climate change. And those are the issues that they are pushing forward in every race, acting like the economy doesn't matter, acting like the invasion on our border doesn't matter, acting like the fact that people can't afford to live their lives anymore and how dramatically this has changed since Donald Trump. And they're still trying to run on those two issues and anti-Trump. And obviously, Damon, it is not working. And the Democrats themselves sent a loud message to their own party heads tonight. Now, whether or not they'll be toned up will be interesting to see. They may just pass it off and be like, oh, well, that's Florida. Florida doesn't matter. Florida's gone red and give up on us and not listen. But if they're smart, they might realize that this is not the last race where I predict this will happen. All right, Dr. Gina, thank you very much. She's in West Palm Beach, the Hilton. Um, we'll get back to her as well. The all-star team will be with us all night as we'll take in these numbers. And Charlie Chris, the New York Times at least, has called that race now. It's just a blowout, 60% to 35%, 801,000 for Charlie Chris and Nikki Free, uh, 468-100. So, I mean, she just, I mean, she got Liz Cheney there in that, uh, in that race. Now, I did see some Matt Gates numbers starting to come in in the first district there. Uh, Gates out to a big 34-point lead early on, 29% reporting. So they'll come in fast. Uh, Gates, 18,964, 64%. Mark Lombardo, 8,600 votes, representing about 29%. So a 35-point lead for Matt Gates early on. Uh, and we'll go through some of the other ones as we get back. We'll keep an eye on the numbers. Lots to do. We'll uh, watch everything going on in New York and Florida. And if we have time, we'll get to... Um, other news, live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday, special election coverage as we do on these Tuesday primary nights. Good to be with you, glad you're in. Paul Nolan's here. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amirati, Gio Fran holding it down. Of course, we got the all-star team out there. David Zier covering New York. Dr. Gina Loudon down at West Palm. Ed Henry and Karen Turk down there as well, covering all the Florida numbers. We'll continue to look at those. Uh, let me start here in the studio, though, with the guys. We talk about Charlie Crist, who was the Republican governor of Florida, then became a Democrat. Now we're not sure what he's identifying as. Obviously, <laughs> running as a Democrat, and he whooped up on. He chained Nikki uh, Freed, who's just basically looney tunes uh it's been uh, i mean in covid i mean she was just so outrageous it was scary some of the things she did her commercials that she cuts are just uh i mean just make you want to pull your hair out so the florida voters obviously clearly rejected her nonsense um and now we have charlie chris going up against the uh, america's governor and um it's hard to see how Charlie Crist would uh, gain any traction in a race against Governor DeSantis. Paul Nolan, your thoughts? I don't think anybody can stop DeSantis. I mean, everybody loves him down there with the exception of the wackos. So I think it's a non-story. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the fake polling in media tells us throughout this race, Rick Delgado, because you wouldn't think Charlie Crist, who Florida, uh, Floridians know pretty well yeah, he, and uh, already rejected once. Right. He's got a track record. They know him well. He, he's kind of looking like he's looking like an angrier version of uh, Joe Biden when you look at some of the pictures of him. What's really impressive, though, was I saw I saw my first uh, DeSantis uh, political ad today. Which was awesome. It was a Top Gun type of uh, yeah, the Top Gov ad. Yes, we have it. Great ad. And then what's even more impressive is Florida's elections. How they run. How are they able to get numbers 
before, before, looks like they're going to be done before midnight, and you got other states that sit there and can't figure things out for weeks. It kind of makes you scratch your head like, hmm, I wonder why that is. Well, they got to figure out how many votes they need for whoever, you know, I the deal. So, all right, let's go back to Ed and Karen down there at Lenoris at the watch party for State Representative Mike Caruso, downtown West Palm Beach. Ed and Karen, uh, welcome on back in. So, oh, it sounds like we got uh, somebody wasn't happy with the meatballs there or very excited about the chicken parmesan. I'm not sure which. They're very but, excited. Yes. Uh, so, what are the numbers you see so far, Ed? Well, real quick, what you're hearing is Mike Caruso is talking. He's a state rep. He won big on an America First platform locally here in a Palm Beach area. What I'm watching, big picture, America First guy wins locally. Matt Gates is winning nationally. This is in the first district. You mentioned it before the break. We're getting our first numbers about 30% in. Matt Gates winning 64 to 29% against the more establishment Republican. So, Karen, a lot of people nationally thought, Gates is done. There's been scandals. He had Donald Trump Jr. with him out on the campaign trail. And America first wins in states like Florida. I love that this illustrates that cancel culture is not working. This goes to show that America isn't standing for it. And all this cancel culture and all of these shots that we've seen taken of these Republicans that have been so unfair are not affecting votes, yeah. which is magical. What do you think about it? Yeah. And I want, the, I want all of you to be able to discuss this one which is that now that we have the voting rolls and people turned out today for the primary here in Florida, they've counted it up. And in the first eight months of this year alone, 100,000 Democrats in the state of Florida have become Republicans in eight months. That doesn't include 2021. Remember back in the early part of the summer, we heard nationally one million Democrats and counting had flipped, particularly in the suburbs, Democrat to Republican. So while we go through these individual races, guys, we have to keep in mind the big picture here. Joe Biden, deeply unpopular. Donald Trump rising now even more because even of more. the FBI rate. NBC News poll out tonight. Seven more points in a Republican primary. Republicans coalescing behind Trump because of a government overreach. So the bottom line is, when you have 100,000 people in Florida this year alone flipping to the Republican, Donald Trump won here big in 2020. There's more Republicans in 2022 and 2024 than there were in 2020. And you brought up the national impact of the Matt Gates race. Yeah. It's the national impact of that as well. If that's happening in Florida, think about all these Democrat-run places that are really so hard to live in right now. We see yeah. a lot of people escaping to Florida. That may be one of the reasons for the numbers. But we also have to look at the country as a whole and see that people are not standing for these far-left agendas anymore. Yeah. And they, they're out polling voters today and talking to the Democrats about what the issues are. And I was reading something earlier to Dr. Gina, where they, they interviewed a 35-year-old woman, and she said, the issues that I'm voting on are climate change and abortion. Meanwhile, you know, we're in a situation where people can't get formula for their babies. It's nuts. Yeah, you know, I listen to that number, and I think, oh, man, it seems kind of low. Only 100,000. It should be uh, it should be 10 times that after look, looking at what a year and a half under Joe Biden looks like. I mean, don't you think, Paul? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, Dr. Gina, uh, you heard the numbers, 100,000 people. I think it should be more. Obviously, you see these candidates like Tim Ryan in Ohio and some of these other. They don't want anything to do with Joe Biden. They don't want to touch uh, him campaigning for them. They don't want anything. They want an arm's length. Uh, if not a football field length from Joe Biden, they want nothing to do with being attached to him. That's probably something uh, we're going to see throughout the country. But this idea that Charlie Chris identifying now as a Democrat, Floridians know him very well. 
Uh, what do you see in a matchup of him and Governor DeSantis? Uh, I see. Uh, I think you called it a Cheney. <laughs> yeah. That was a great term, Damon. Yeah, that's a perfect description. I see another Cheney happening. Um, I see Ron DeSantis walking away with that and barely even needing to campaign, though I'm sure he will. Um, this is just such an important night, and I don't know if people are starting to see the framework here. But we have this Charlie Crist, this moderate Democrat, uh, who used to be a Republican winning, sending a message to the Democrat Party that their issues of running as a hate Trump party, as the accused Trump party, as the pro-abort party, and as the climate change party, which no one wants to pay for or hear about right now, uh, they are losing on those issues. You also have Trump-endorsed candidate Anna Polina Luna, who won her primary handily. She's in a pretty safe district, so she'll more than likely be headed to Washington, D.C. Um, but that Trump endorsement, once again, making the way there. Corey Mills, who was on my show earlier, who's been on my show, and many of the others here on RAV many times, won his seat. He'll be headed to Washington, D.C. And I think it's really important to note that Every single message so far that the Democrats are receiving is telling them one thing, we're going to have to cheat to win again. And Damon, I don't think we can take that too lightly. I don't mean to be Debbie Downer on such a great night, but I am saying they will have to cheat to get anywhere. And it's becoming more and more evident. And it's only going to become more evident, Damon, as the, the facts start to unfold about the illegal Mar-a-Lago raid. More and more will come out on that, just like it did for Russiagate, just like it did for Impeachgate, all the rest of the things. And as that truth starts to come out, the Democrats are going to be hit harder and harder. And as people start paying the price for this ridiculous bill that they just passed, who wants more of that? Nobody. And, and Florida sent a loud message on that tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Gina Loudon in West Palm Beach. Um, Rick Delgado, what do you think about all that? Uh, it, it's interesting that, you know, when you talk about this stuff nationally, um, you know, you, you mentioned the Mad Gates, but also you see that around the country. Take, take a state like Arizona. You saw Carrie Lake. Again, these are two people that come right at the woke culture. They take the punch in the face and then they punch back harder, just like the, the former president. And it's, it's working. I don't know why you have so many people seem to be afraid to take these people on and push back against these uh, this, these disgusting woke narratives. But you know what? The more the more we see more people stand up like these two do it, uh, the more you're seeing you're seeing it it turn into success because Americans like success. They don't like weakness. They don't like taxes. They don't like more government, and they don't like corruption. So. You know, let, let's hope we get more DeSantis's, more Gates, more more uh, MTGs, more Carrie Lakes and some more Trump as well. No, I, I agree, man. The MAGA party has replaced the rhinos of the Republican Party. We needed a new party. The Libertarian Party started, you know, made a move in the 90s when Ron Paul had his thing going, but he was suppressed and he kept it going through the 2000s. And uh, then you try to be a libertarian and they're all over the place. There's no such thing as that party. So. Thank God the MAGA party is filling that void. All right, we'll go through all the numbers. We'll show you that, Governor DeSantis ad. When we get back, we'll talk about that live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night.
right, live from Studio 6B on election night Tuesday, primary coverage, Florida and New York. The numbers are coming in. Down in Florida, polls in New York close in about uh, 29 minutes, so we'll get to a lot of David Zier in the second hour as those numbers start to roll in and what this all means as we roll towards November. Uh, but let's do a little sports here. Slick Rick, give me the top line on what's going on in sports tonight, and then we'll get to uh, David Zier, and we'll get uh, back to Ed and Karen and Dr. G. What's going on, Slick Rick? Uh, before I get to my uh, Dennis Rodman Russian trip, let's talk a little bit about Little League World Series. Get you caught up there. Perlin, Texas, up 3 nothing over Davenport, Iowa. That's in the bottom of the fifth. Nicaragua defeated Panama earlier today, 8-1 to in an elimination game. Hollidaysburg, Penn, rocking and rolling, 10 nothing over Hagerstown, Indiana. That's a final. And Curacao, 4-2 to over Canada. Final. And just a real quick rodeo, Big D. We got one going on. The Horse Heaven Roundup. Kennewick, Washington. The Lithia Ram Arena. Steer Wrestling, second round leader. J.D. Struxness, four seconds flat. Team Roping, Clay Tryon and Jade Corkill, four and a half seconds. And tie down Roping, second round leader. We got Ty, John Douch, and Shane Hanchy, seven seconds flat each. Let's get to this Dennis Rodman story from Yahoo Sports. Dennis Rodman says he'll go to Russia, seek Brittany Griner's release. This ought to turn out really good. Dennis Rodman, the four NBA player, says he is traveling to Russia to seek the release of Olympic gold medalist Brittany Griner. The uh, out WNBA star has been detained in Moscow since February of this year when Russian authorities at Shermetov Airport discovered vape canisters with cannabis oil inside her luggage. And uh, anyway, Rodman said, I got permission to go to Russia to help that girl. Rodman told NBC News, I'm trying to go this week. The Biden administration responded, warning that Rodman is more likely to make the situation worse than better. It's public information that the administration has made significant offer to the Russians. A senior Biden administration official told the outlet anything other than negotiating further through established channel is likely to complicate and hinder efforts. I think this is more of a PR move for Rodman. I know he's also a big cannabis advocate, so who knows what the agenda is there. But big name. We remember him going to Korea with Kim Jong-un, so we'll see what happens. And that's a wrap in sports big day. I know you got a lot to get to. All right, Slick Rick, we'll try to get some more sports in if we can. Uh, we'll get back to Dr. G and Ed and Karen as well. But let's get over to the America First Warehouse. And now uh, the great David Zier uh, is there. And New York's polls close in about 28 minutes, David. So um, what's the update right now? What are you hearing on the ground? You heard the numbers in Florida, 100,000 Democrats, they say, have become Republicans. Um, I don't think we have that problem here in New York. But what, 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 what are you hearing on the ground? No, well, you know, like in Florida, you know, there was 170,000 Republican majority to begin with. In New York, we're almost two to one Democrat to Republican. I just want to say this crowd here at the America First Warehouse is really energized. And, you know, tomorrow night we have Kellyanne Conway. I'll be interviewing her 7 p.m. Eastern on Real America's Voice with a full live audience. It'll be really special here. Um, but, you know, talking about the individual races going on here in first, second, third districts on Long Island, uh, you know, most of those districts lean red and uh, Republican will probably get reelected or elected, you know, in those districts. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic going on here, though, because, you know, um, the New York state legislature is so out of control. Uh, the state legislature even like, you know, um, you know, assemblymen like Keith Brown, who I have on my show, New York State Assemblyman, he goes up there. He said it's like the Politburo. It's like going to the Soviet Union in like 1985. And the Republicans have no voice. They're like in the super minority. They can't even get legislation proposed or approved. So it's a really a radical situation here. New York leads the country in outward migration for the second year in a row. We lost 2% of our population this year, uh, last year, out of New York. And then Kathy Hochul, the governor of a state, says the Republicans are not welcome. Um, you know, this is a fight for like the sole 
of all the hardworking uh, New Yorkers, uh, you know, so, uh, but there's a lot of contested races here in the, in the state tonight, and, um, yeah. you know, some, a lot, of, a lot of, of them lead Republican, you know, uh, they, they lean Republican according to Charlie C Cook and real clear politics, and we'll have some results here probably in the next 45, 50 minutes, you know. All right, very good, David Zier. Hang tight. We'll get back to you. And, of course, after the 9 o'clock hour, the polls will close in New York, and then we'll start to get some numbers in. Uh, are we ready to go back to Ed and Karen G? All right. We're going to uh, effort Ed and Karen. I think they're lining up Representative State Mike Caruso, State Representative Mike Caruso. Okay. Let's go live back to West Palm Beach to Ed and Karen, who I believe have State Representative Mike Caruso after his uh, big victory tonight. Ed, go That's ahead. That's right. He did. He just uh, was fired up. This is Mike Caruso. He's a state rep here. Uh, good to see you. Congratulations. Thank you. Winning uh, the Republican primary. Uh, I want to ask you, though, uh, Studio 6 piece based in New York, they talk a lot about crime in New York. We don't see a lot of crime here, but there was a break-in in your district a couple of weeks ago uh, there on Palm Beach Island. Uh, Donald J. Trump <laughs> in Mar-a-Lago, and there's a poll out tonight saying that Republicans are rallying behind him. You think it was a big government overreach? What's like, what's that like in your backyard. Well, absolutely, and it was an uh, authoritarian overreach by the Department of Justice. You know, they, they didn't come after uh, Hillary Clinton. They didn't come after Hunter Biden. They, they came after, who'd they come after? They came after our school moms. Department of Justice came after- them domestic terrorists. Exactly, they came after our police. And now they came after the, our, our former president of the United States. It's unheard of. I'd expect it in China. I'd expect it in Russia, but not here in the United States of America. It's got to stop because next it's me, next it's you, and next it's everybody out there. So, you know, it's we, we need to get the Department of Justice. I'd rather it be Damon in New York. They should go after him, not us. Uh, Karen wants to jump in. I, I want to, Mike, I want to give a shout out to your wife, Tracy Caruso, who happens to be a friend of mine and is amazing working with you, traveling with you, having the patience for this job that you've taken on to serve all of us. So I want to give her a quick shout out and say thank you. Well, you know, Tracy is an amazing woman. She comes to Tallahassee with me. Not a lot of wives come, not a lot of spouses come to Tallahassee. And, and Tracy is one there every day that I'm there, she's there, we go together. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's what makes this job so easy for me because I don't have a wife and children or, you know, back home that are just going, you never hear dad you know that sort of thing yeah. so talk a little bit about ron desantis because he's in tallahassee obviously some people think maybe he's going to be on the national stage a little bit more you said to the crowd here of your supporters a moment ago he's the best governor in the nation talk about ron desantis what he's doing here in florida and what you think about his political future uh you know uh, go the governor is is the best governor in the entire nation um as a state representative He's, he's a leader. He tells you where you go, where we want to go, tells us how to get there, and says, now let's get to work. And then he leads the way. And it makes it so easy to, to legislate when you've got such great leadership like that. So, you know, the governor, um, yeah, I, you know, I see, I see him down the road, you know, president of the United States someday. He's got, he's got national as You've got two guys in your home state who might be running someday for president. I know there's a guy named Trump. What about the Sand? You're going to have to pick sooner or later, maybe. And someday we might have to, and I'm not going there tonight. <laughs> you want to bask in your victory, not go there, huh? Yeah. Well, most of us are hoping that, you know, he stays, DeSantis stays right where he is because we need him in Florida. He needs to be a leader for other governors around the country. We've seen so much progress here in Florida. It is truly the land of freedom. And I have to say, you know, we're here on this New York show, and I'm in the chat, and a lot of people know who Mike Caruso is. Well, how do you, yeah. look at that. Look yeah. at that. 
Guys, by the way, do you have some questions? We have on Upper East Side. Hello, New York. We love you. Uh, yeah. Uh, tell them about the meatballs because they seem real upset. We got this guy Papa Nolan, <laughs> so he's like one of these Italian guys in New York. How are the meatballs at Lenore? At Lo the best meatballs in the nation. In the nation. They're at Lenore's. They're on Long Island, and I think they might want to pick a fight. Yeah. Angelo does an amazing job here. They're all gone. I can tell you that. And there was probably 20 pounds of them. Yeah, they're, they're all eating. Guys, you got any questions, or maybe you want to fight it let's, out over the meatballs? I don't know. Slow down there, the Mitch McConnell of meatballs down there in Florida. So. I mean, <laughs> Meatballs is 75% oh, calling you or me the Mitch McConnell of meatballs. They're saying that the meatballs in New York are better. So. Yeah, that was exactly right. No, I, I, to be serious, better, Ed, you um, you yeah. hit on the thing that I would. about the water in New York. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. You hit on the thing that I would think a state, you know, Governor DeSantis has really set the bar for what a governor and a state legislature's um, can do when they're all, when they're aligned with the vision of the people in the country and the in the founding and the ideals of the country. I mean, they've really set the bar for what you can do. The problem is we have too many red states where we have either super majorities or majorities, but you have a you have governors who govern like Democrats. Yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? What they're talking about is you got some rhinos in some red states that are unlike DeSantis who are not really pushing this freedom agenda like DeSantis. They're not taking on the Democrats. They're not taking on establishment Republicans like Trump has done nationally and DeSantis has done here in the state of Florida. What are your thoughts about the future of the Republican Party and running on a DeSantis-Trump kind of agenda, freedom, compared to, say, New York with the COVID restrictions and the vaccine mandate? Well, you, Ed, you heard me say earlier, you know, we need to keep Florida red, we need to keep it conservative, and we need to keep it free. And, and, you know, there are rhinos, you see them out there, but we've got to differentiate between rhinos and moderates. And sometimes people have to be moderate in order to win their seat. And, and, and that doesn't mean that they don't stand with the party when the party really needs Reach across the aisle sometimes, but stand firm. There, there, there are guys like Romney, though, that people get a little, they get agita, as they say in New York. I'm Italian, yeah, agita, exactly. Yeah, you know, we, we've just, you know, we, we clearly the president, uh, President Trump and Ron DeSantis have no issues with moderation. Um, they are, they are. Um, well, I wanted to say something I can't say on TV, but they are all the way, you know, pedal to the metal. There we go. I think you meant uh, they have guts, is it? As always. That's right. They have meatballs. Putzba for everybody up there. Putzba in New York, they would get that as well. Uh, talk real quick about the economy, the recession, inflation under Joe Biden. You just face the voters here in Florida. The economy is pretty good, but nationally, people are worried. I mean, home prices have been going up here because everybody's moving, but now we saw today some housing numbers that are not good, interest rates going up. Talk about the Joe Biden economy and what you're hearing from real people. Well, I mean, I don't think President Biden has done anything right since he got into office. And as a result, we're, we have an economy that's just spiraling with inflation. People can't afford you know, plate the, where they live, can't afford gasoline, can't afford the food they put on the table anymore. And and he just hasn't made one right decision yet. Um, you know, we need to get back to, yeah, I'm a CPA by trade. Um, we need to get back to fiscal responsibility. We need to get back to the basics. And uh, until we do, you know, um, you know, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen under under President Biden. We're get you out of Tallahassee and get you to Washington. They need a CPA. We're thirty trillion dollars in debt. We need somebody who can actually figure out how to cut spending 
uh, and, 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 and knock off this raising taxes on the middle class. Joe Biden said he wasn't going to do that, and he just did. Well, you know, and what, what we've done in Florida, you know, Florida always, always, we're later entering into a, a depression or a recession, um, and we're, we're earlier getting out of it. And I think that has to do with the Florida leadership, the way we've handled our finances over the years. We've got, we're going to have 20, 20 something billion dollars in reserves. Nobody's got a savings account. No other state's got a savings account like we do. You know, we had a $120 billion budget this year. We only spent a hundred billion of it. And we've got more people than New York and they take 300 billion to, to take care of the people. Well, I always like, I'm the last guy from New York. There's no more New Yorkers coming. That's it. We were closing the door. No more. Mike Caruso, congratulations. Thanks for joining Karen and I. We'll send it back to New York guys. All right, thanks, Ed and Karen, with uh, State Representative Mike Caruso, victorious tonight down there in Florida as a CPA. I wonder how he wants the state legislator to uh, wait, this handle 87,000 new IRS agents they're going to be targeting uh, uh, Florida and all their surpluses. I wonder how he's going to handle that. You're, I don't, I don't want to talk. You're going to let Ed Henry get away with all these shots he took here? Well, I mean. Come on, see, fine. You're like a rhino, too. <laughs> Stand up. I, how do I get there? How, why am it's I taking him coming now? Oh, right. Hi, right, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. We're getting closer. Oh, Jerry Nadler's got to be getting nervous. Ooh, that's he might be waddling off in the living room. Something's stirring. Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Ed Henry and Karen Turk down over at Lenoris with uh, State Representative Mike Caruso's watch party. We just heard from State Rep Caruso himself. David Zier's over at the America's First Warehouse. He's going to have an interview here coming up. But let me go to Dr. Gina Loudon. She's down in West Palm Beach at the Hilton there as well. Dr. G, uh, welcome back in. You just heard Representative State uh, Representative Mike Caruso. And uh, I think he, you know, he talked about Governor DeSantis and these state legislatures that I've been talking about, that these races are more important in some, in, in a lot of respects than these national races because they affect yes. your life a, a lot more. And, yes. and and now we see what a real governor can do as, as the example has been set in Florida. Um, I don't know how much you heard of his speech, but again, he makes the point that, you know what, when you have a state legislature and you have the governor on the same page, a lot can get done in a state like Florida. Yeah, we are learning. This is something I have been hammering from my early days in politics, that the more local the office, the more important. This is why I always encourage our viewers to get out there and run for party chair, run for, you know, school board, run for county council. Those kinds of things really can make a difference. And we're seeing evidence of this now like never before. Also, the primaries matter so much more than the generals. Yes, everyone votes in the generals. We get that. But if, when you vote in the primary, you get to separate the wheat from the chaff. You get to decide whether you have a conservative there or whether you have somebody who's maybe not as conservative. And right now we're seeing evidence of what grassroots can do because Donald Trump is the grassroots president, as you know, and Trump-backed candidates have swept Florida GOP primaries. The candidates who, run, who won that are Trump-endorsed include 
Michael Waltz, Kat Kamek, Gus Bilirakis, uh, Mario Belladart. There's so many. I could go through the whole list. Anna Polina Luna, we talked about her earlier. Jimenez, yep. Buchanan, Mast, Rutherford. Um, I am going to say that he did not endorse for whatever reason in the race with uh, Laura Loomer and Webster, and Webster did end up winning that. So that race has been called. Laura Loomer has been defeated in that primary race. But Matt Gates, another example. Polls yet to close, but things are looking so good at him, good for him, uh, rather. And so there are just lots of pieces of evidence, Damon, that, um, yes, local matters more than anything, grassroots matters more than anything, that Trump endorsement has been key in tonight's races in Florida. Yeah, you look, uh, Byron Donalds won big 87%. Stuby won, uh, Buchanan won, Lee won, Judge, Luna, not that Luna, different Luna, Webster, as you said, against Loomer. Um, Matt Gates, obviously the big one, Anna Luna, obviously, and Corey Mills. Are you surprised that it was so easy for Corey Mills? I heard a lot of, I thought, a lot of energy be behind Anthony Sabatini. Were you surprised that that race was as easy as it was? I, I surprised a little bit. It's not my district, so I don't have my, my finger on the pulse there. But I think one of the really interesting things that I'm kind of narrowing in on, Damon, I'm sure you probably caught this too, is uh, the competition now for governors to be America first. You know, everybody loves Ron DeSantis and we hear about it all the time, but now people are saying, well, I love Ron DeSantis, but why hasn't he called in the National Guard like Carrie Lake says she's going to be? Is Ron DeSantis going to remain the number one governor in the country when Carrie Lake is governor in Arizona? A lot of people are asking those kinds of questions. If that's not a wake-up call for the Democrat Party, Damon, there is no wake-up call for them. If they're not going to learn right here and now that America first is the way to win races and that they have got to get off of their ridiculous hate Trump, uh, uh, climate change and abortion agenda. It is a losing agenda. And the more they push it, the more they will lose. I don't care how many bills they pass in their leftist, radical uh, uh, um, Congress right now. We're going to change everything coming up. And it, I think tonight is just pure evidence of that. And really, every one of these races we've covered on each of these Tuesdays, Damon, has been further evidence that the Democrats have one way to win, one way, and that is to cheat. So we better be aware. Yeah. All right, Dr. G, hang tight. Paul Nolan, I know you agree with that. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's, you know, I asked, I asked the chat, how many people have lost heart, lost interest in the races a little bit because they feel a little bit dejected, but... The sentiment is still, we could beat the cheat. You know, the sentiment is still, they're not giving up. They're still support. They're going to still get out there, especially at the local level. Our audience is um, yeah. just incredible. The, the, it's, you know, they're really all patriots. So I really appreciate everybody watching. All right, let's go out to the America's First Warehouse. David Zier has a special guest with him. David, take it away. Hey, so this is what it's all about. You know, boots on the ground. Catherine from the 2nd Congressional District here in Long Island, out in Manorville. I see you everywhere. How do you get to all these events? I just follow the crowd wherever America First is. It's a pretty incredible place and a crowd tonight, right? Look at this crowd. It's only the beginning here. Yeah, so uh, there's been redistricting. You used to be in the 1st Congressional District. They got these zany redistricting. Now you're in the 2nd. Yeah. So uh, what's going to happen? You know, the 2nd Congressional candidate, Andrew Garbarino, brings a lot of bacon home to his district. But ideologically, you know, he's not in line with the uh, America First agenda. What do you think about that? 
currently the whole country and the world is going through a transition. We're going to have to understand we have to come together without the money. It's very important for America to move forward. Yeah, but you know, you can't get the support of, of uh, you know, and endorsements without big money. Unfortunately, it's a big money system, but you also need the ground game. So like in the first congressional district, you got Michelle Bond, Anthony Figliola, Nick Lalota. Michelle Bond's been around a little bit, but did she have the grassroots game to win this election? Michelle Bond, no, she did not, but she has the money. So she's, she's taking the play, uh, um, Biden's playbook yeah. and campaign from a basement came out of nowhere and is given basically the seat. Well, you know, uh, Nick Lalota is the GOP endorsed candidate. He has a little of both. But then you got Anthony Figliola, right? Really charismatic guy, uh, ran economic development, knows business a little, but he rang a lot of doorbells, right? Yes, he's been p pounding the pavement since day one. What a hero, really. Yeah amazing man so uh give us a quick message about new york you know you were saying you know cuomo said the same thing you're not welcome here if you own a gun you're not welcome here if you're pro-life or a conservative now our governor said you're not welcome for being a republican what do you say back to her you're not welcomed anywhere <laughs> not in my living room for tea or anything that's for sure yeah all right so thank you everybody uh catherine true patriot america first ultra maga right Only the beginning yes. thank you thank you so much thank back you, to America you first warehouse back to you in the studio damon all right david zier thank you very much uh thanks to her as well for joining you there at the america's first warehouse um i want to go back to what um state representative caruso said uh rick delgado and that was that um you know, he said something about moderate Democrats, and I'm sitting here thinking, are there any of those what, left what? anywhere? They, they, they all pretty much, it's not that they just hate, um, I mean, they hate the country. Yeah, they don't just if, hate Trump, they hate the country. And if they don't go on a full hate tirade, they get completely canceled by the rest of the vultures in their party. You know, they have to go full psychopath so they could stay in the club. It's, in, it's insanity. Yeah, you know, you know what was something that I, I, I kind of noticed when I was away last week, and you know, I was away those three days, went down to Tennessee, um, it's very easy, and I see why a lot of people just still don't know what's going on, because it's very easy to just get lost in your life. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that, you know, we're hypersensitive to this stuff because this is part of what we do. Um, and we try to get the message out as best we can. But there are a lot of people out there that, hey, man, they're driving all day, they're working, they're doing this, they're doing that. They're, they're fighting the good fight. Yeah, they're, they're, they're living their life. And so when we sit there and complain that how can people not realize this, it's very easy because I found myself within a couple of days, I didn't know what was going on because I was focused on something else, completely different, you know, you know getting, getting the kid off to college. I'm going to jump on that for a second. My, we were at a party over the weekend, my buddy Joey T, great guy, fully aware of what's going on. We're hanging out, we're talking. He's like, man, I just can't believe how many people are getting sick from the vaccine. And four or five different people who are relatively decent, smart people who are apolitical for the most part are like, wait, what? What do you mean? And he's like, what do you mean? And he went into all the things, started pulling up the articles, all the data, and yeah. people were completely befuddled by the data out there about how dangerous these vaccines have been, especially athletes in their 20s. Yeah. All right, more coverage. The polls in New York are about to close. So we'll uh, get some numbers starting to roll in there in the 9 o'clock hour. Most of what's going on in Florida has pretty much been called at this point. Uh, we'll do another wrap-up there as well. Hour 2 coming up live from Studio 6B.
All right, live from Studio 6B on an election primary Tuesday. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's here. Rick Delgado, Rick Amirati. Gio Fran holding it down as always, and the all-star team is out. Uh, Dr. Gina in West Palm Beach at, uh, well, a race that's become really tight. Uh, David Zier's over at the America's First Warehouse. He's covering what's going on here in New York. And then Ed Henry and Karen Turk downtown West Palm Beach at Lenoris, where so far Ed Henry has tried to get State Representative Mike Caruso to sick law enforcement on me and told me that um, <laughs> the meatballs are better down there in Florida than they are here in New York. No way. Let's, oh, bring, yeah. Ed, let's bring Ed no and Karen back in. And let me go to Karen Turk because um, she has a question I hear for one slick Rick, Karen. I do. I do. I have actually two two questions for Slick Rick. Number one, of course, Ed has been petitioning to show his shoes, which we need to get to in a minute. Oh, but please. I just read, did anybody <laughs> see Nikki Freed's uh, concession speech? Because I was just reading it, and I have a question, Slick Rick, about baseball. I have a question about baseball, because she said nobody ever broke a glass ceiling on the first pitch. Who said this? Nikki Freed. Oh, God. And this is one of the strangest baseball references I've ever heard. Never. What is this? Well, what she's saying is she'll run a second time, I guess. So the first she didn't pitch break. glass ceiling? Yeah. It's Wouldn't lame. it be a window? It's lame, right? Yeah, exactly. it's lame. All right, what's the second? Is the second, second, thing, is the second thing? Is the second question better? Her campaign. No, it's the let, shoes. Let me, it's the shoes. Let me, uh, let me put her campaign it's tonight into baseball terms. It was like Fauci's first pitch. Right. Flatten that, the curve. <laughs> <laughs> Flatten the curve, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, just a bit outside. That's what? about what her uh, results were tonight. Did you see Fauci today? He was on with Neil Cavuto, and he was asked about you flip-flopped on the mass, and you locked the country down, and a lot of people now think it was a bad idea. And Fauci actually looked in the camera with a straight face and said, I didn't lock anything down. All right, hold on, Ed. Here it is. Cut, cut three so everybody can see what you're talking about. G, roll it. So, Doctor, when the Wall Street Journal took a look at states that locked down and, and states that didn't lock down nearly so much and concluded, we now know that states that locked down uh, fared no better and sometimes worse than those states that didn't. What do you think of that? You know, I really question those data. Neil, I'm sorry. There are many people who statistically looked at those data and disagreed with that. Because when you look at lockdown, there's so many other things that go along with that. And there's been a lot of pushback on that type of a conclusion that states that locked down did as well or better than states that didn't. I, I think that there's a lot of debate about that. So looking back at some of those decisions, including masks, you were first opposed to them, then you embrace them, uh, the severity of, of the epidemic itself and completely shutting down uh, virtually the entire American economy. <laughs> Do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse? <laughs> No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. <laughs> in retrospect, <laughs> I did that do you regret that it went too far? Whatever. You <laughs> there you go. There it is. Oh, there he is. my God. Did you hear him the other day it talking about me. himself in the third person? Because Dr. Fauci is science. I am science. And my science 
is against what other people believe. I was just like. Well, he's not fooling me moving up to retirement, Ed and Karen. He's not fooling me. He's clearly nervous about <laughs> something hiding. because he was waiting to the end of the Biden first term. And now all of a sudden it's December. Pretty soon it's going to be like, hey, I'm out of here like today. Uh, he's not fooling me. He's he's uh, get the orange jumpsuit ready if he, you ask me. He's got bleach bit everywhere right now. He's he's that not fooling be, Rand that Paul. Would be great. He's not fooling anybody. But Rand Paul we, said the subpoenas are coming. What have we actually seen any of these Democrats wear orange jumpsuits? That's my question. So it'd be great to think that, but more likely he's going to end up retiring with a book deal and slinking off into the night. Yeah, and getting on some corporate boards. He'll get a deal with CNN. Yeah. They'll call him the greatest analyst ever. Gates speaking engagements. Yeah. He'll rep for Big Pharma. Pfizer. Oh, Pfizer, maybe, huh? Maybe. I wonder. Uh -huh. Johnson & Johnson, anyone? Perhaps. All of these companies that he's been boosting, literally, figuratively. But look, what that's what you do when you want to change the narrative. That's what they do in communist countries. They rewrite the history. And so he looks in the camera. Oh, let's get this straight. <laughs> I didn't lock anything down. I'd like to see Donald Trump react to that. He was in the Oval Office saying 20 million Absolutely. people are going to die unless you lock lock things down. 15 days to flatten the curve. Where did that come from? Donald Trump didn't dream that up. They I told him he had to do it. I can't wait for the next Trump rally because you know it's going to be one of the first things that Donald Trump is yeah. going to talk about. Unbelievable. We played a clip yesterday. Speaking of that, Ed, exactly, uh, and Karen, we, we played a clip of Dr. Bacciara who said yesterday, you know, Donald Trump came to me privately and said you know they're making me do this what do you think am i going to save two million people if i do this and dr bacciara said i hate to tell you uh, president trump but no you're not uh, there's no science behind any of this and of course he ended up doing it anyways but what we learned from that clip or at least what i took from that clip is that president trump had enough vision to say maybe i need to ask more than just this guy Fauci and, and Dr. Burks. Maybe I need to start getting a little more data, asking some of these, you know, that we never heard from. All we ever heard was the CDC, Fauci, and Burks, and the, and the Surgeon General at the time, who was a wackadoo. We never heard from people who, right. other doctors, who said, listen, there's no science to this. What's going on over there? Well, but when we did hear from those doctors, rarely, you're right, most of the time we didn't, yeah. they were laughed off and they said, these guys are cuckoo for cocoa, don't listen to them, hydrochloroquine, whatever, you can't do any of that stuff, just listen to Fauci. And they were, no mask, mask, no mask. Uh, and he kept saying, trust the science, and there was no data to back the science on. But, you know, it was no wonder that Donald Trump got hooked a little bit at the beginning. At the beginning, he trusted it. He was like, you know, we didn't know what we were dealing with. But it's amazing how quickly he caught on that something was very, very wrong. And now here we are. Dr. Fauci, really, he should be in an orange jumpsuit. But unfortunately, we see these Democrats get away with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me bring Dr. Gina Loudon back in. She's down in West Palm Beach as well. Dr. G, I don't know if you've been listening to this. Uh, Fauci's moving up his retirement. We played the clip of Neil Cavuto. Uh, but again, and it just it just feeds the bigger narrative as we head towards November. I think people are sick of Fauci. They see what's going on. You see Biden today now with the with the college the tuition that he's gonna. You know, we see inflation. We see we see this whole redistribution of wealth from Biden to the people that support Biden is basically where he wants to redistribute it to. 
And, I mean, I know in Florida, certainly, they're sick of it. But I think there's more people. I always say on this program, even Democrats, where the hell is the line for some of these people? Where is the line that they say, you know what, yeah, I'm a Democrat. But, my God, this is even too much for me. Like, I think more and more people have to be getting to that point when they see what's going on. Well, more and more people obviously are getting to that point because as Ed illustrated at the beginning of your show, um, 100,000 people have completely switched over and it keeps progressing from there. Um, it just got silent in this room, so I have a feeling we're getting ready for some speeches. Here in Florida, District 22, Dan Franzese, uh, we've been at his watch party all night. Um, he's up by a very slight percentage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> winning by 11,587 uh, to 11,455 votes. So that's 34.7 to 34.3. This is really important. It's interesting because this uh, Rob Gerillas, who was the other candidate in this race, um, you know how this kind of goes, Damon, where the party officials start to kind of endorse one person? That was their pick. So I find it very interesting that he is at half the votes um, that as, as the others yeah. that were in this race. So that makes it very interesting. He's as got well. like Kamala type numbers. So these are, <laughs> so these are some, these are some good numbers because this is 89% reporting, but, um, I have an update, Dr. G just really straight across the board. Yeah. I have, I have an update on yeah. that. I, I have 95% reporting now, 11,587 to 11,455, so still that 0.4 of a percent, but I have 95% now reporting, so we're really, really coming down to the wire in that race. It really is gonna be right down to the wire, but you know what, primaries are healthy and good, uh, I believe for the electorate and good exercises for all the candidates as well. Um, so back to the point about the woman that ran against Chris, whose name is blanking for me right now, who said that uh, nobody uh, hits the home run or breaks the glass the very first time they hit. Nikki um, Liz you know, Cheney Freed, yes. That... <laughs> yes. Well, she was completely off base there because she lost so badly that it has got to be humiliating to her at this point. But this is one of those races where we're going to see this go up until the very late hours. But also, as you pointed out so much, I think it's so important to say that Florida's numbers are all coming in. How is this so easy for Florida? And it's so difficult for other states. Yeah. Uh, you know, Karen, I'll bring you back in here as well. You've been listening to Dr. Gina. The Charlie Chris thing is interesting because this is a guy, as we joked about, he's I don't know, he's identifying now as a Democrat, but this is a guy legitimately, you can make the case, has been on the opposite of almost, he's anti-abortion, uh, he's, pro, he's pro this, he's anti that. He's been on every side of every issue. How does this guy run a serious campaign in Florida? He's a career politician, and that's why he's not, he doesn't have a shot against Governor DeSantis, but let him run. And as a career politician, he's propping himself up again. There'll be another race, there'll be another something that he'll want to do. And that's what he's setting it up for. I don't think that he actually believes that he has a chance against Governor DeSantis. Not a chance. Yeah, he's probably going to have a, a pop-out, uh, infield fly rule, right? We'll stay with yeah. the baseball, you get yeah, that, right? Yeah, no, I don't get that yeah. one, but that's okay. By the way, I got <laughs> good news for you guys. The boys, 
the glass ceiling. Yeah. Right? I got news for the boys in Lake Ronkonkoma. You guys are going to be in business with jokes for at least two more years. So you're going to get re-signed here. Jerry Nadler is up two to one over Carolyn Maloney. Seventy-five percent of the vote in. Yes. He's got fifty-six percent. Maloney's got twenty-seven percent. This is the best news of the night. You guys got Jerry Nadler jokes for two and a half more years. Come on, Jerry, waddle your way to victory, baby. Let's go. Just keep the metamucil away from him. I can't wait to see his celebration dance. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Win, loser, drawers. <laughs> win, loser, win, loser in your drawers. Yes, exactly. I mean, no, no, come on, Damon. We don't want to go there here. This is election oh, coverage there he goes. here. There he goes. Oh, oh there's oh. Jerry. Oh, there's Jerry. <laughs> come on, Jerry. Oh, man. I had that prep just in case Jerry wins. We can play his victory. Uh, we can play his victory video there. So, all right. Thanks, Dr. G. Thanks, Ed and Karen. We'll get back to you guys. Um, again, the Florida races other than uh, where Dr. Gina is, which is extremely, extremely tight. Uh, 94. Let's see if I can get an update on that. Uh, 95. Is it still 95? Yeah, I still see 95% reporting. So we'll keep an eye on that race, but that race is extremely tight. There's a couple others that are still um, in Florida that we haven't got decisions on, but pretty much the big ones, Gates, no problem. Luna, no problem. Mills, no problem. And obviously, Charlie Chris is now going to... Um, well, do something against Governor DeSantis. I don't know what he's going to do, but you know, you can, you know, with, when you have the media, um, you can never say never. You know, the DeSantis will be t is going to be, you know, enemy number two next to Trump. So you never know with the uh, right, with the media. So in a race like this, all right, more to do. We'll get some New York numbers. past the hour live from studio 6 p.m election coverage primary tuesday polls in new york closed at nine starting to get some numbers in here u.s house 19th district special election this is to fill the house seat in hudson valley uh pat ryan it's only two percent reporting so can't make much of this but uh pat ryan the democrat uh 73 to mark molinaro's only 26.7 percent Again, with only 2% reporting. U.S. House 23rd District Special Election. Max Delapia, Democrat, 242 votes, representing 56.5% um, to the Republican in that race, 43.5%. Again, only 1% reporting. Uh, in the U.S. House races, 3rd District, Robert Zimmerman, 43% over John Kamen right now. Uh, Daniel Goldman in the 10th District out. Uh, to a little slight lead, 27.8 to 21.8. Um, in the 12th district, you got Jerry Nadler, as we were saying before, out to a big lead over Carolyn Maloney with about 36% reporting. Sean Patrick Maloney out to a huge lead, but very early, 4% only reporting in that. 23rd uh, district, Carl Palladino out to a lead over Nick Langworthy, 2,200 to 1,400 uh, votes, 61% to 38.6%. 
Let's go out to the America's First Warehouse and our own David Zier, who I believe has Robert Cornicelli with him, who's running tonight as well. We don't have any numbers on that race. At least I don't see any yet. David, how are you? Very well, Damon. Thank you so much. You know, in that third district race for the Democrats in the primary up here in the North Shore, the Gold Coast, the Long Island, there's like six or seven candidates. A lot of these races are chock full of candidates. Uh, but I have somebody very special with us tonight. We got Robert Cornicelli running in the second congressional district. Hey, how are you? Outstanding, David. Love being here. Loving, loving what you do. You're a patriot. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, um, we're waiting for results to still come in. Even the raw numbers are just starting to come in. So we don't have any real data on the second district. Uh, but you're running against Andrew Garbarino in the second district. And uh, we met with Trump together, right? Tell us about that. One of the greatest moments of my life. You know, the man's real. The man talks about America first. He doesn't talk about America only. He just says America first. Let's take care of Americans. When Americans prosper, they're giving people, they'll take care of the world. But let's get Americans back up off their feet, back off yeah. their knees, on their feet, making some money, and they'll take care of the world. Oh, well, thank you for your service. Uh, you're a captain in the Army, retired, right? Um, you served under um, Mr. Flynn, General Flynn. Uh, tell us about some of your endorsements. So May America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani endorsed me. We have Steve Bannon, the great Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, Sid and Bernie. We have some really, but the ones that really mean the most to me are the Patriot groups. When you talk yeah. about Moms for Liberty or Unmask Your Children or Show Me Your Face, Loud Majority, America First Warehouse, Joe the Box. When you talk about the amount of Patriot groups on this island who care, they've all endorsed me, and uh, that's the ones that mean the most to me. Yeah, it's uh, really uh, exciting what's going on here in the room tonight. And there's people from all over. We have Anthony Figliola. We'll try to bring him on later from the first. Uh, so give us a message uh, for our audience after tonight. How do we move forward? Regardless of who wins, uh, what's the message? The message is America first. Come together behind America, and we're not going to lose. We are going to take down every Democrat in every race if we stick to being America first candidates. All right. Well, uh, back to you, Damon. We'll be bringing you live updates, too. Uh, and the results should start coming in any minute. All right, David Zier and Robert Cornicelli, who's running against Andrew Garbarino out there uh, in the 2nd Congressional District. And again, we're waiting for numbers to start rolling in on that. We have some numbers on some things in New York, as I just gave you, but we're waiting on others. Obviously, down in Florida, the scene is uh, pretty much, you know, pretty much decided in all those races. I'll check in with where Dr. Gene is, see if that race has been finally called or where we are with that. Uh, Rick Delgado, I'll come to you. Obviously, a busy night. Um, a lot of Trump-backed candidates, obviously, in Florida. It totally, it's amazing when you think about the two states we're focused on tonight. Couldn't be more polar opposite of each other. Oh, yeah. uh, what's your takeaway so far? And, and, you know, you mentioned how they're polar opposites, but there's so much that's, that connects the two states. You know, uh, so many people from New York, you know, have family down in Florida. They have homes down in Florida. They come back and forth. So it's, it's amazing to see the kind of the difference you know, when you see a, a state like Florida, Republican-led, doing so well, and then you flash back to New York and go, this is the Empire State. This is, this is where, you know, people, people come to the United States, and their first picture, a lot of them, is because of New York. And to see how it's being run into the ground is just disheartening, disgusting, and, and you know, you hate to see it. But, you know— there's not much, unfortunately, unless we make the changes at the ballot box. And, you know, Robert Cornicelli, man, that you could just tell him standing there. That's a guy who belongs in Congress. That's a guy who will fight for the American people. And that's why, you know, hopefully he, you know, beats uh, Garbarino because Garbarino is the worst. He's, he's just he was placed there. So hopefully Robert, uh, you know, pulls yeah. it out.
yeah. and wins his race. He's a friend yeah. of the show, too. He's been on a couple times. Yes, he has. Uh, and you've done a great job with him. I don't think I've actually been on when he's been on, but no, uh, it, he's been fantastic. You'd, in the, you'd have been impressed with meeting him. I mean, he just has an air. I'm impressed him. watching the five minutes right there with him. Yeah. You can just tell his whole demeanor. You can just tell. Yep. Um, all right, let's go down to uh, Dr. Gina, who's down at West Palm Beach. Uh, at a, at the uh, is it Francais? Am I pronouncing that right? This race, eleven thousand five eighty-seven. What is it, Doctor G? It's it's Francis. You're making it too fancy. It's like everyone tries to say my last name, Ludon. It's just louded. Oh, Francis. Oh, we we we. Oh, Francis. Thirty-four point seven percent to thirty-four point three. Eleven thousand five eighty-seven to allow eleven thousand four fifty-five. I have 91% reporting, and Dr. G, you have some other races, uh, some finals there you want to talk about as well, school board races? Well, this is significant, Damon, and guys, because Miami-Dade, Florida School District, of course, a very controversial and tends to be leaning left district, just flipped two seats to conservative. It's now the largest school district in America with a majority conservative school board. I'm just going to let you ruminate on that for a moment because that's a little bit mind-blowing and exciting. These school boards have exposed the agenda of the left in ways that nobody could have ever predicted. It's the, you know, one of the unintended blessings or unintended consequences of COVID is that here we have a school district who should be liberal, right? And now is the largest school district in America with a majority conservative school board. This changes a lot. Well, we've seen them. Um... We've seen what happened when parents get involved and when parents say enough. And uh, I was kind of talking about it before in New York. It's like, where's the line for some people where they yeah. say just enough is enough? I mean, you see what happens when CRT is getting exposed and parents are getting uh, in the Department of Justice is targeting parents at these school board meetings. And you see what happens um, when that happens. Got, p parents get motivated. People get motivated and they start. Uh, we're seeing it here on Long Island. I've seen people running for school boards and I mean that's how you get started those are the elections that start you you start you run for school board then all of a sudden you run for something else those are the races that affect your lives as the Democrats try to attack every single part of it whether it's getting rid of single-family housing whether it's I mean they just want to attack every single part of it in these local races these state legislatures these governors these executives of these states you know, I was interested in, in Representative Caruso, who was speaking to Ed and Karen before, saying he was a CPA. With all the new wealth that's moved to Florida, people voting with their feet and moving, it'll be interesting to see how the governor, because he'll absolutely set the trend, because he always does, how he deals with 87,000 new IRS agents focusing in on targeting conservative red states like Florida and how he and the state legislature will protect the right. citizens there. Right, but what is so significant about this, I just want to point out to our viewers, because if you don't live in Florida, you may not catch this, is Miami is really, this this district, Miami-Dade, that is just the largest school district in America with a majority conservative school board, this is a predominantly Hispanic area. Many, many Cuban immigrants live here. And uh, this is not the district I'm in, so I don't mean to say here, but I mean here in, geographically in Florida. That's why this is so significant, Damon, because the left is really counting on this illegal invasion on our southern border to be their next step up, right? They think if they can bring in all these illegals, all of these majority Hispanic 
voters, right, that they're going to win them. But the point is that Republican voters have obviously won the hearts of many of these immigrants. And there's nothing to say that this trend will not continue as they talk to their own friends who are coming across the border for whatever reason. Um, I don't think that the Democrats can count on this the way they think they can. Yeah. All right, Dr. Gina, great stuff down there in West Palm Beach at the Hilton uh, in a race that still has not been called. But um, right. I look good on the big screen there behind you. Come on. <laughs> All right, we're back after this. All right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on election primary Tuesday, watching what's going on in Florida and New York. We have the all-star team out. <clears throat> David Zier over at the America First Warehouse, Dr. Gina Loudon down at West Palm Beach, Ed Henry and Karen Turk downtown West Palm Beach at Lenora's. They're at the watch party with State Representative Mike Caruso, who is victorious tonight. And I believe they have a special guest with them right now, so we can go down to West Palm Beach to Ed and Karen. Guys, who do you have with you? Take it away. That's right, guys. We've got John. He's in the realtor uh, business down here. Real estate, uh, pretty strong in Florida. There's a Biden recession going on, a lot of inflation. But uh, Florida home prices seem to be doing pretty well. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, Florida's the place to be right now. What do you think about uh, DeSantis? Uh, he's waiting to face Charlie Chris now, it looks. Uh, Nikki Freed uh, got beat by uh, almost Liz Cheney proportions uh, that we've been saying all night long. Uh, and uh, the Democrats try to put up a more moderate person in Chris. Uh, but uh, you're betting on DeSantis in November? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he's the man that everybody wants DeSantis you know, as their governor. But we got a new ad uh, comparing, uh, he's compared to Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Top Gov taking on the mainstream media. He doesn't take any grief. No guff. Well, he'll pack the theaters if he does it that way. <laughs> What do you what do you think about a Trump DeSantis run? Because a lot of people are speculating that DeSantis might try to run against Donald Trump. What do you think is going to happen? That that'd be sad for Florida. Um, I, I hope that doesn't happen because we need we need a little more uh, another four years of DeSantis because we need to get Florida stable. We need to get it all Republican. Yeah, Damon, uh, one of our colleagues here in New York, uh, on live from Studio 6B, is talking about how important DeSantis has been with focusing on state legislatures. Uh, guys like Mike Caruso here, because these are the people that actually impact your lives. And the, the national media will focus on the congressional races and the Senate races, and they're important. But these local races have impact, and there are people at the ground level in Florida who have built this state up in a big way in terms of the economy uh, and dealing with the Biden recession. You don't really feel it down here. Now, now what we like about Mike, he, he's a real guy. I mean, he's he's on the ground. He's boots on the ground. You get out there and meet him. I mean, he's real. And it, it's not a it's not a bunch of BS. It's you know, you get what you you pay for. And we got a good guy here. What do you think about that raid of Donald true. Trump's property down the street? If it was on the other side, it would be totally different. It, it was ridiculous. You know, I just, I don't know how they get away with that stuff. Well, maybe they won't. NBC's got a poll out tonight saying Donald Trump's support among Republicans has increased by seven percentage points since the raid. Is this going to blow up in Joe Biden's face? I, I think it is. People do it to themselves, and they've really done it to themselves. 
like to hear from Real American yeah. Voices. Uh, John, it's great to hear from you. The housing numbers today nationally were not very good, but you think Florida might be recession-proof? You're hoping? We're not in a recession here in Florida. We just keep working and people keep wanting to move, move the houses. Uh, can you send a message to our colleagues in New York? Do you want them to stop moving down here and leave Florida as it is? Or do you want them to come down and buy some houses and, uh, and use your fine realty company? <laughs> Absolutely. We want them to come down. I mean, Florida's the place to be. You got sunshine all year long. But you haven't met this guy, Papa Nolan. He's the kind of guy you don't want to sell a house to. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of <laughs> some sketchiness. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's all right. We, we take them all. You know. take them all, even if the credit is bad. <laughs> hey, if they can get the loan or if they got the cash, we can do that. <laughs> Wait, we're letting anybody into Florida? I don't know about this. I'm not on board with this. Hey, we're in real estate, you know. Florida's open. Yeah. So you're good with these guys. Slick Rick, Rick Delgado, whoever it is. Yeah. No, it's, you know, it's, Harry it's, on the highway got in there. It still comes back to character. <laughs> you got a guy named Harry on the highway. He travels all around the country. He seems to be homeless. He doesn't stay in any one place. You'd probably like to see him. <laughs> Anybody who will buy a house, I've probably, I've probably seen him out there. <laughs> John, you've been a great sport. We appreciate you. Thanks for coming up. All right, so there you go, guys. Come on down. Yeah. Even Bob and Nolan, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Come on down to Florida. Oh, very good. Ed Henry, Karen Turk there. And, I mean, um, you know, it, it is interesting to hear people who live in Florida talk about the fact that, no, DeSantis can't go anywhere. We need four more years because, again, these state legislatures and these governors, they affect people's lives. They, you know, I mean, they just have a direct effect. And when you look at the national scene and you look at 50-50 in the Senate, okay, if it's 53-47, what the hell's going to get done for me from that? What, what, what more is going gonna, is gonna to make our lives better if it's 53-47 in the Senate? Nothing. Especially when the Republicans don't even want to play ball anyways. They don't play like the Democrats play. So these, you know, these state legislatures and these governors have set the bar, and Florida has absolutely done that. So it's, it's good to hear um, somebody who lives there say, hey, we want the guy for four more. We can't get enough of this. We actually enjoy freedom and liberty like we're, you know, so uh, good stuff. Let's go out to uh, David Zier at the America's First Warehouse. I believe he has, G, do we have David? Does he have a special guest with him as well? I do. Right. I do. Uh... All right, David, take it away. Great. So we have Anthony Figliola with us. He's running in the first congressional district. I don't know if anybody knocked on more doors than you. What do you think about that? I don't think so. We've knocked on the doors of thousands of voters in this district, David. We have yeah. boots on the ground. I actually need to buy new shoes because I got holes in them. We've talked to so many people. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, I ha you, you sent me a quote this morning, you know, because I was asking all the campaigns to give me a statement of what's going on, and it really resonated with me. And you said, you know, not only do you have an America First message and a grassroots campaign to save America, but, um, you know, we need Congress to look more like the working class. Uh, what do you mean by that? I'm a regular working class guy. I am not a politician, David. And I believe that Congress should look more like the working class people that it represents. And when I'm knocking on doors and I'm talking to voters, they're sick and tired of being ignored by all of the Washington elites. They go to Washington, they yeah. forget about the people. They're there for their paycheck and to get theirs, and they're forgetting about the people. And we are, I'm a campaign of we the people. And yeah. it's not well, me, it's, it's the people that's behind me that's helping us do this. You bring something a little unique to the table on, like most politicians. Uh, you have a background in economic development. Tell us about your understanding of business for Long Island and how important it is. You know, we're like the uh, 50th largest economy in the world, just Long Island alone, you know. And uh, we're only about 4% manufacturing. How do, we, how do we save our district with jobs? 
we have to lower taxes and less regulation. And that's the problem. I work in economic development. I work with small businesses. I've helped them through this pandemic because Andrew Cuomo, we lost a third of our small business in New York State. Washington is just throwing more and more taxes and regulations on our small businesses. I'm going to be someone that's going to go there and help them and deregulate and put more money back in the pockets of our hardworking Americans. Well, of course, uh, the first district, Suffolk County Board of Elections, we don't have any results in, even though it's like 930. Uh, they're slow. Is that uh, a symptomatic uh, of government? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we're, we're waiting. We're, we're waiting with bated breath to look at the numbers, but I'm feeling very good about this campaign, and we've gotten such a tremendous positive response, and we just have so many people, boots on the ground, over 100 volunteers, making calls, knocking on doors, doing everything that they need to get the word out. Well, if you win tonight, you're going to go up against Bridget Fleming, and breaking news, even though she's on a post, she won tonight. So, everybody, Anthony Figliola running in the 1st Congressional District. And back to you in the studio, guys. All right, David Zier, thank you very much. And he's, of course, running against Michelle Bond, who, um, like David said in the opening of the show, kind of – and Rick Emirati, I don't know how much you know about this race, but uh, she can't, seemed to come out of nowhere, got a lot of money, got a lot of endorsements. Some of the big names endorsed her. Um, cryptocurrency, I think, right? Was it crypto? Yeah, she's yeah. got – I think that's her uh, family uh, – that's, that's the business. Yep. Yeah. What do we? So what do we know? I mean, does um, Anthony have a chance here in this race against Michelle Bond? I think he does. I actually live in that district. I do a lot more in the second district, but that's the first district. Lee Zeldin, many years work with him, and uh, I, I, it's I tough to lot. go up against the money and the recognition she got, even though, even though it seemed to come late, right? Yeah, I think I think right now Lalone is definitely the strong lead on this. To be honest with you, that's what I'm. That's what I've been tracking, and that's what I've been hearing, you know, on the ground with people that I've been speaking to. But uh, no, Lalone's got a good shot. Bond, I, I don't know much about it. She really can't. Came out of left field, wild card, big D, honestly. Okay. Um, the only race that's been called, at least according to what I've seen so far in New York, is the 12th district, and that, of course, would be one Jerry Nadler. And there you go. As you can see it right there, 56.4%. Jerry waddled his way to victory. He went on a run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, went, he went on the runs and uh, got the victory, yes. Um, Pat Ryan... <laughs> 70%. <laughs> Mark Molinaro, only 30%. That's got 24% reporting. U.S. House, 23rd District. Uh, the Republican trails in that by about 50 points as well. Uh, all these other Democrat races. Uh, Zimmerman leads in the third. Goldman leads in the 10th, but not by a lot. Jerry Nadler has been called in the 12th. Sean Patrick Maloney's got a pretty big lead with 30% uh, reporting in the 17th. And in the 23rd, Carl Palladino is a 17 percentage point lead over Nick Langworthy. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we're at. And again, like David said, no numbers right now in the Figliola race. Uh, Cornicelli Gabarino, 1% um, in. Rick Delgado, Cornicelli, within striking distance, 48 yeah. to 42. Yeah, it's, it, it's real early, so, you know, we, yeah. we got a, a lot to wade in on. Until uh, we see a better, get a better understanding of what these numbers look like. But, you know, like I said, Cornicelli, he, he's the man. He, if you were to meet this guy in person, you'd be like, this is the guy I want representing me. This is the guy I want watching my kids. I'd let him watch my dogs. I'd let him do, uh, you know, I'd let him take my, my wife out to dinner. It's, it, he's that kind of nice guy. Yeah. And he's solid. And you could tell. You could tell his background his military background and how he carries himself, that this is the kind of guy that when you think about America first and, and you think about, uh, you know, what what Trump might look for, 
Um, this it's it's like you could cut this guy out of uh, out of the thing and say this is this is the perfect guy. He he just he just came across that way so many times. All right, slick Rick, we got a couple. We got a minute here. You want to do a little sports here before we uh, do the last segment with everybody and wrap it up? With anything yeah. else going on we should know about? Absolutely. Just to piggyback off Rick, I did speak to some of Cornicelli's people. Boy, really hard workers, very grassroots. They didn't have the big money that you know had come in for Andrew Garbarino, and they really had to fight the good fight. Those are the people that we like, Big D. Those are what? the people that really yeah. put it first. And so, foremost. what soured New York on Garbarino? Uh, because he took over for Peter King, right? Yeah, he yeah. was Peter King's seat, and then um, well, he he was kind of Trump. bought. He was bought paid for, placed in that position. Right. right. Yeah, and, and then as soon Trump. as he got down there, he started voting like a Democrat. Yeah. You know, he, he voted against Trump on a few key issues and, yep. and he's, he's not exactly what you would call a, uh, yeah. In the trenches. Make America first yeah. type of guy. Okay. Exactly. Yep. All and, right. So uh, Rick, anything else in sports you want to talk about? Sure. Just one final little league world series. We're tracking that closely. We love the young men out there in Pearl land, Texas has defeated Davenport, Iowa. That just went final for nothing. And Mets and Yankees. Good game going on right now in the Bronx. Yankees won last night, four to two, and it's tied at two bottom of the seventh subway series. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, what, just one more quick story. We had a, uh, we had a death today where the, uh, remember Gary Gaines coach made famous, by Friday Night Lights, passed away at 73. Uh, he had Alzheimer's, and uh, that was the famous Friday Night Lights story about the high school football team, and yep. uh, unfortunately he passed away. And Los Angeles Dodgers, Walker Bueller, uh, has uh, second Tommy John surgery, so paging Bueller, he will be out for the rest of the year and possibly all of next year, and that's going to hurt the Dodgers as they try to make their run in Major League Baseball. And that's a wrap in sports real quick there. Big all right, team. Slick Rick, thanks very much. I mean, I don't, I don't have any time to get into the um, <clears throat> the raid and the a Mar-a-Lago raid and the the story that John Solomon dropped last night, but I just I will tomorrow night, and um, I spent all day listening to former federal this, former federal that, prosecutors, attorneys, this, that, and everything, tell me about what a damning day yesterday was for President Trump, even with the John Solomon news, and it, I mean it, it's re- it's just stunning what's going on. They spent all day defending the Biden administration today, all and on networks you wouldn't even think, or maybe maybe you would think at this point. Every former federal prosecutor telling us, oh, no, they, well, they, they, the Biden, they had to defend them. They had to make sure they had to do this. They had to do that. Meanwhile, the Department of Justice continues to leak this stuff. But no, they've got all the criminal activity already laid out for the former president. Don't you worry. The New York Times knows more about the documents that they've taken than Trump does. All right, we got more to do. We'll wrap it up when we get back. Thirteen to the hour, live from Studio Six B. Let's try to get to everybody on on the ground here one more time before we wrap it up. Let's go to Ed Henry and Karen Turk down there in Florida. They have a special guest with them. Go ahead, take it away, guys. Yeah, we've got a friend named Jill, uh, but she comes to Florida by the way of New Jersey, so she knows some of you folks over there. Ron DeSantis. No, they they love uh, Jersey, New York. Uh, Ron DeSantis, best governor in the country, or what? Yes, best governor Why? in the country. You know what? He is. He's got all the strength of Trump, but kind of doesn't bring along the mean tweets, and but he, and he's got the good sunglasses like Biden too. So you know. That's why we saw him in the Top Gun. We love DeSantis because we've got the free state of Florida. Why is everybody coming down here and leaving New Jersey, leaving New York, even leaving places like out west to come here? Freedom and great economy down here. 
Absolutely. Pursuit of happiness. Absolutely. Best governor of the country. A lot of New Jersey transplants, a lot of people moving down here. Our real estate market might not be affected while everybody else is in this horrible Joe Biden recession. We'll have to see how that goes. But, you know, I want to ask you a question, a serious question, about Ed's shoes, since you're here on scene. I want to know what you think about Ed's shoes. Hey, you know Yeah, go ahead. Don't, yeah, d describe them first and then. All right. All right. I mean, I'm a singer, so then we'll I, show. I, I normally would go for blue suede shoes, but to uh, see some blue wingtip shoes. Wingtip shoes. Slick Rick, are, are you listening? I'm listening. Your I got to put on some sunglasses. All right. Slick Rick, these are for you, baby. A primary night. And you know what? Don't come down so much. Don't, don't. Hey, Ray. So, hold that for me. Marshals have a sale. What the hell's going on? We got the navy blue. We got different blue. There you go, Ed. Ain't no devil here, but the Slick Rick might be a devil. <laughs> well, Slick Rick's holding up his shoes. Back Ed, to you, and, um, Big D. Um, let me be the first to tell you that you got Liz Cheney as well tonight. Suede, you lost baby. big. <laughs> what? These are good. I, I have to tell you that I think I think my shoes, my shoes oh, probably beat both of your shoes, oh. hands down. No chance. Madison Cawthorn actually called me backstage one time to take a picture of my shoes. Are they red oh, on wow. the bottom, I was Karen? For the sparkly, but this is are, are they red? They're not. Okay. They're Ferragamo. Oh. Ferragamo shoes. There okay. we go. Slick Rick. Bye bye, Slick Rick. I got a bye -bye. pair of boots that'll blow that away, but they're nice. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Very good. Santos is the best Gold metallic. Yeah, her, her shoes just got Nikki Freed. All right. The Santos and shoes and Trump. From Lenora. It's great stuff, guys. Thanks so much. Always great to have you with us. Let's go to Dr. Gina Loudon, also in West Palm Beach. Dr. G, let me bring you in here. Uh, you heard me. You heard me as I went to break talking about the Trump raid and listening to these all these so-called former this and former that's on the Trump raid. Do you have any uh, do you have any news on this Trump raid I hear? Yeah, so this is very interesting. A Trump appointed judge will handle this is breaking news from just the news. Our own producer Caroline Miller just sent this to me. Trump appointed judge will handle the request for special master as we talked about on my show and your show last night instead of Magistrate Reinhardt, who is, of course, affiliated with so many anti-Trump things. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who approved the initial warrant for the FBI used to search the Donald Trump's Florida home here in Palm Beach, will not handle the former president's request to appoint a special master in the case. U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon, a Trump appointee, will instead decide this issue. So that is very exciting. Also, I want to say school board PACs, uh, school board 70, 1776 PAC, that flipped all of these amazing seats that you and I talked about earlier, Damon. He will be on the Dr. Gina Primetime Show on Thursday. Uh, Ryan Gurdusky, a frequent guest on my show, an old friend of mine, he's the guy that organized all this. He flipped all these school board seats that we're talking about right now. He'll be on the show on Thursday to talk about what he did and how we can duplicate it in all of our states. All right, great stuff, Dr. Gina. Thanks so much for being with us there in West Palm Beach. Uh, always great to have you. And again, as she referenced, just the news tonight, Trump appointed judge will handle requests for special master instead of Reinhardt. Cannon has already made one ruling in the case. This is on Just the News. We'll share this on our social media as well. Uh, that breaking tonight, uh, actually this afternoon, about 5 p.m. That went up on um, on Just the News. So, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing to to watch today.
as I watch all these clips, they have Andrew Weissman running around, of course, on every damn network they can find, talking about, oh, all the criminality and all the this and all the that that they've already got uh, laid out. Meanwhile, I, I pick up the Wall Street Journal last night, didn't have a chance to get to it, written by David Rifkin Jr. and Lee A. Casey, who know a little something about these kind of cases. And it's entitled, The Trump Warrant Has No Legal Basis. A former president's right under the Presidential Records Act, Trump, the statutes, the FBI cited to justify this raid. And the media is so damn dishonest with the way they phrase and the way they try to frame their stories with the guests. They bring Weissman on. And he talks about all this criminality. And he talks about all this is a bad day for the president. And oh, when you're a prosecutor and you're looking at, we know now that the president's the one who actually reviewed the documents. So he made the decision on what to give. But more importantly, he gave the decision on what not to give. And you just keep hearing this over and over and over again. He goes on every show. He goes on Morning Joe. He goes on this. He goes on that. I mean, it's just unbelievable. All right, I'll spend more time on that tomorrow. Let's go back to the America's First Warehouse for the last time with David Zier. So, uh, Mr. Zier, we got some numbers coming in. Give me your final takes on the night. Well, uh, leave it to Suffolk County in New York, uh, Long Island here. There's no results yet for the local congressional races. But, listen, I have, uh, I'm, I'm grieving right now. Jerry Nadler beats Carolyn Maloney. He's guaranteed to be your next congressman from New York. Uh, Malinaro, Mark Malinaro, got trounced in the New York 19th district for the unexpired term of Delgado. Um, uh, he lost to, you know, to Pat Ryan. It looks like it's going that way. But there is some news in uh, CD1 here, the first congressional district. Uh, at about 6 p.m., there were 20,000 people uh, and, and plus uh, coming to the polls to vote, uh, which was a big number, higher than expected. Uh, the second congressional district here where it's a hotly contested race with Garbarino, who voted for the January 6th commission. I just got to remind our audience of that. I can't get over it. Uh, but only 14,000 people were there at about 6 p.m. Uh, for the day. So those numbers were a little suppressed. Um, and then Paladino, looks like there's a route of Paladino uh, against uh, Nick Langworthy, the New York State Republican GOP chairman. So that should be interesting, Paladino running. Um, yeah. and couple number, David, a couple of numbers yeah. I have. I have Lalota at 50%, Bond at 29% with 24% reporting. Garbarino, oh, 62%. Cornicelli at 30 with 22% reporting. Uh, those, yes. That's what I see right now. Yeah, I didn't get those uh, by the time I came on for this hit. Uh, but, yeah, so that's pretty much expected. I think, you know, Garbarino is running against two other candidates who are both MAGA candidates. You know, the vote is split. And uh, the Michelle Bond thing is, you know, interesting. She does not have a big grassroots campaign. Uh, out here in Suffolk County, but she's been on the scene for a couple of months, six months. Um, she put a lot of money, about 850000 of her own money. She came from the cryptocurrency trade world, um, you know, and she's very active. So, you know, they've been mailing everybody. Yeah. Yeah, they've been mailing everybody like crazy. Uh, but remember, uh, Hochul yesterday also told Lee Zeldin to move to Florida. Um, you know, it's really, uh, I think, disgusting that a sitting governor told Republicans are not welcome in her state. An unelected sitting, an unelected governor, remember, an unelected governor. 
who proved yeah, that the true. last governor now wasn't the worst governor ever because now she is. So we, we continue to up ourselves here in New York. So, all right, David Zier, as always, great stuff. Thanks for joining us again. I want to thank everybody, of course, David Zier, uh, Ed and Karen down there, and Dr. Gina as well. Just a great lineup tonight on another Tuesday primary. I want to thank the guys here on the show. Most of all, though, I want to thank everybody behind the scenes, Geo Friend, everybody at Real America's Voice, all the behind the scenes cameramen and everybody who puts these nights together. It's a lot of communication. It's a lot of work. And they do just an absolutely fantastic job. I want to thank everybody at RAV. Uh, I want to thank the Zen Master. I want to thank Miranda Khan, everybody who helps put these nights together. Great stuff. And as always, we salute our military active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on the show. Most of all, thank you, the live from studio and RAV audience. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. <laughs> oh, Jerry, come on, baby. Bring it home. Waddle home, baby. All right, we'll see you tomorrow night.